You are listening to Prophet Pearls with Nehemia Gordon and Keith Johnson, exploring biblical prophecy for yesterday, today, and tomorrow. G'day and welcome to Prophet Pearls down and in the safe house in Jerusalem, exploring biblical prophecy for yesterday, today, and tomorrow with Keith Johnson and the caffeinated Kerite himself, Nehemia Gordon. Good eye, Mike. Good eye, Keith. How are you? Where, are you? Where did you come up with? No, that was Colden. You're back. You're back. You're in the zone. Listen, I got to tell you something. You've, uh, you've, 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 you've raised, raised from the... Look, folks, I didn't know if we were going to get to this one. We've really been working off, but he, uh, he's had a couple of cups, cups of coffee. Now I don't know if I'm going to be able to I'm slow down. I'm like Kerry. <laughs> hey, Nehemia, something is really yes, interesting. We're, um, well, first of all, we got to say again to our friends... Um, Bonnie and Oli, they're actually... Uh, Bonnie they're actually, and Oli over they, in they Oregon. sponsored uh, uh, three, three, three of these. Thank you so much, Bonnie and Oli. Again, folks, if you're in Canby, Oregon, that area, you got to get there during Sukkot. I'm hoping to have it again. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, but I was I was waiting for this from before. Yeah. And I, I couldn't, I, you know... And actually, it has to do with... It's a long story. Anyway, so in, in Isaiah 60, verse 1. Amen. Or in Isaiah 60, verse 1. And before you said, you said, oh, yes... It said, "Arise, arise!" And this one is kumi. Now, 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 what what is the difference between arise in Isaiah, where it was a different Hebrew word, and this arise? In other words, the, in Isaiah sixty one, it's a different word than we used for arise. It's the same English word arise, but it's a different. Is Hebrew it the word. same English word? It, absolutely. Because I got no idea what it says. In English. No, no, it said. I mean, no, we did, we looked at it before. So the Hebrew is uri, uri, which is awake, awake, and this is kumi, uri. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, which is uh, get, get up, up and sh- be lighted <laughs> from the from or from or. Right. Oh, and man. the other is Uri with an I in Uri, which yeah. means to wake up. Yeah. Um, you know, folks. I, look, I don't know. Wake up, drink well, your coffee. I'm gonna say is, is you definitely. All I can say is I don't have to say that to you. <laughs> You're definitely awake. So listen, before we get started, uh, folks, want you to remember something. Looking for the double schnitzel. Okay. <laughs> I'm riding this. I'm riding, I'm riding this horse. Double the the series. <laughs> In all seriousness, if you haven't gotten a chance to uh, to respond to our, to our challenge, to our call, to our, our ask, we want you to turn off the radio right now. Turn off the internet right now. Go to nehemiaswall.com. Wait, if they turn off the, the internet, internet no, no, they go to nehemiaswall.com. No, no, no. no. Turn off this thing. Do not turn off the internet. <laughs> no, you don't have to turn off the internet. Just stop the recording. <laughs> Maybe you just forgot about it because you got caught up in the Isaiah 53 light thing, which was the bonus verse. No, Nehemia, last week you did something really, really cool. Yeah. And um, what you did is you went to a clearly controversial passage um, that's, that's, when I say controversial, any good debate between, say, the anti-missionary, whether it be uh, an, whoever, event, an yeah. apologist or whatever, back and forth, they're going to yeah. rise at 53. Yeah. And I thought you did something really interesting because you, you went to the end, and I was really tempted to want to say something. Why didn't you? And the reason I didn't is because I've, I really try to keep, I really try to keep, you know, for myself, personally for me, I, I probably don't have the mm-hmm. same target on my back. I have the target on my back for different reasons uh, mm-hmm. than you. Um, but one of the interesting things about Isaiah fifty three is is that um, when we you, were, you you brought up that passage, you brought up that section, and I just really I, I just have to say um, it was uh, comforting uh, for me 
that you didn't do with the traditional um, response that I often would hear with Isaiah 53, that basically there's no way, impossible, there could be any reference to anything other than, and you brought up, I think it was four or five. Four historical Jewish interpretations. Yeah, so if you haven't got a chance to listen to that, um, Isaiah 53, for those of us who look at Isaiah 53, and it's hard for us not to imagine um, that it's not dealing with a person, uh, historical, um, what would be future, messianic. I mean, it was it's just hard for me to read that passage and not... And not think that way. But what I appreciated about what you did is that you didn't just take the, what, what I would say, maybe the expected route. You, mm-hmm. you, in fact, you said you had a, a meeting with a, a Messianic rabbi, and he, he even was probably a little surprised at uh, some of some well, it what was, you did. I didn't tell you the whole story. So in the meeting with this Messianic rabbi, or the, the interaction, we were reading Isaiah 53 together. And mm-hmm. at a certain point, he said, well, the, 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 this can't be Yeshua. And I was convincing him why it could be. Not that it is, because that's a matter of faith. Mm-hmm. But I was actually showing him from the original Hebrew, well, actually it could be if you read it this way. Mm-hmm. But if you read this other thing, then you would get those other interpretations. And my point was I don't need to prove to you whether it is Yeshua or not Yeshua, or whether it's all of Israel or, or, or Jeremiah. For me, those that's you know whether that's talking about Yeshua or not, that's a question mm-hmm. of faith mm-hmm. that you need to work out for yourself in fear mm-hmm. and trembling with mm-hmm. prayer and study before the creator of the universe. Mm-hmm. I want to understand what it says in the Hebrew. And yeah, you could read it those two different ways, yeah, and yeah, ultimately, really four different ways. Well, it's clear that the kavod of Yehovah is upon you. There's no question. The glory is falling upon you. <laughs> oh, I see. You're, you're, I'm you're, reading for the verse. reading for the verse. I'm like, where does he get the glory of Yehovah? Is there, is there, no, is there no. light shining from my Isaiah face? 61, it says, In glory of Yehovah has risen upon you. And uh, it's, it uses yeah. the word kavod. And, and I, I, one of the things that I also liked is we were talking about the kavod, the glory leaving and the glory coming back mm. and this issue of returning. Um, and, folks, what we're going to do is in Isaiah 60 here, we're, um, we're going to do what we've been doing the last few times. I'm going to give you some homework here and there. Uh, for you to look at, and we really want you to look at it. We don't just want you to look at it and move on, but to look at it, maybe write a couple things, make a comment, go to NechemiasWall.com, go to BFAInternational.com, and to go right to the comment section and to share those comments so that people can get a chance to... Uh, and I actually want to challenge them also, Isaiah 53, with what you did last week. Yeah. Um, feel free. It doesn't have to be that week. It could be any time that you can you know, make comments, etc. Yeah. All right. Um, now I have an there's issue. There's a lot in this chapter. There's are we going to read every verse. No, I want to say I want to bring something up in Isaiah 60 verse three. Sure. And it says, "And nations will come to your light." Okay, and there's the same word, the word or. Yeah. Uh, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Now, if I say this to you, Nehemiah, if I say to you that Israel was to be a light to the nations, what Amen. does that what does that mean to you? So what that means to me, first of all, that's a phrase that appears twice in Isaiah. And the theme appears in other places in Isaiah, like here, Mm -hmm. for example. And what that means to me is that Yehovah has a plan for the entire world, for every human being. Mm -hmm. And it's through Israel that he presents his plan to the world. Mm -hmm. And what we see in Deuteronomy is that we're going to be an example, a good example or a bad example. If we obey Yehovah, the entire world will look at us and see this is what happens to the people who have such a wise law, such a wise Torah, and who obey Yehovah. If we disobey him, we'll be a, a bad example. We'll be a... You know, mashalu shnina, it says in Hebrew, uh, mm-hmm. a proverb and a byword. Mm-hmm. And isn't that the case, that Israel has become a proverb and a byword because of our disobedience? This is what happens to those who disobey Yehovah. But if you think about it, this has actually been fulfilled of Israel being this light unto the nations, whether for good or for bad. You can go to every country in the world. And I don't know. I haven't been to every country. I've been to a lot of countries. In every country in the world, there are people who have heard about the God of Israel. Mm. And if you would have done that, um, you know, I don't know, 2,000 years ago, and you would go to, um, you know, India, and you tell them, uh, you know, I, I worship the God of Israel, 
They'd have no clue what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But if you go today, they'll say, oh, yes, we know who that is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, I, I was actually in China as an English teacher, as you know. And my students, I would talk to them about, you know, uh, the day, the, I would talk about the week. They'd say, oh, we learned about that in, in our school, that we have a seven-day week because the Jews believe, the Jews and the Christians believe, that God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. So like, mm-hmm. the whole world knows about this. Amen. The message of Israel, in some form or another, sometimes it's been corrupted, sometimes it's been, you know, mm-hmm. changed. But the message that, that there is a creator of the universe who is active in history, who took the Israelites out of Egypt, the whole world knows about that. You know, it's funny. I've it's got amazing. this feeling. I've got this feeling in my heart. Um, I think about what it must have been like uh, back in 1947. I think about what it had been like in 1965 or 67 and 1973. And, you know, you have these, you have these big wars that took mm-hmm. place and, and conflicts that took place that obviously sent the message that something is special, that basically being outnumbered, being able to win. And, and people sometimes listen to it from that perspective as far as seeing, you know, victory uh, mm-hmm. in a battle. But, you know, I got to tell you something now. What's so interesting is, you know, right now I could every single day do this. I bet you for the next 10 days I could push, I could go to, I could go to Google and just put in the word Israel and an article will come up. Now, when I say an article, I mean a major article. Like if you can go to newspapers around the world, yeah. I thought this is what you were going to say. Um, you can go to newspapers around the world and I, I would challenge you just about any day. There's going to be something significant in that newspaper, mm. good or bad, usually bad, <laughs> uh, um, about Israel. If we go in front of the uh, Security Council, they say 85% of what they talk about is Israel. Somehow connected Seriously? to Israel. I didn't yeah. know that. No, I, and listen, look, let me just be, let me still confess right now. I've heard that. I've not yeah, done okay. the specific research, it's but I do de- know, but I do know something. Israel. There's an obsession yeah. Uh, with Israel, especially amongst the nations yeah. that are, you know, well, and then you talk about the news. One of the things mm-hmm. that we pointed out is that there's more foreign correspondents in Israel than in any comparable sized uh, region in the world. Are you kidding? I mean, uh, no, I'm not kidding. And so you'll get these stories. You know, they'll show up on CNN or BBC, and it's things like in all of China. If that happened, they would never report that. Mm-hmm. A country of a billion and a half people, but uh, <laughs> but you know, I don't know, somebody. Uh, uh, trips and breaks their leg or something, and all of a sudden it's on CNN. Like mm. you know, um, are you considered a correspondent now that you've got this uh, this this podcast thing? Like like I, I was really like the chutzpah you had. We went in the middle of a terrorist, and you like you asked the guy for an interview. Are you are you officially a uh, a correspondent, Nehemiah? What do you? I, 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 I'm <laughs> am I officially no. I mean I don't have like a, a journalist. No, because I'm like a one man one camera guy. I'm, but now you've got this audio thing that really I'm, is dangerous. I mean, this, it's what, what do they call that? Alternative media. <laughs> So if somebody asked you the question right now... Which means I, don't, when, I actually have like a license to be a journalist. I'm not a journalist. Look, I'm, I'm a, when you went to the guy to ask him for the interview, if he would have said to you, so who do you represent, what would you say? He said? asked me that, and I said, in, independent online radio. Oh, I love That's that. I, I love that. That's impressive. Yeah. And by the way, you haven't tooted your horn. I'm going to toot your horn real quick. This is not the Ministry Minute. Uh, that the that the um, the actual um, the actual <laughs> the actual audio blog the actual podcast um, for categories you mm-hmm. said from some time ago was really uh, moving up the list. Moving up the list as far as it being uh, being well listened to from from people. Yeah, yeah. So oh, what yeah. categories oh, it under? So if you go to the Judaism uh, category in, in iTunes, mm-hmm. you'll find that um, this podcast, including the Prophet Pearls and the original Torah Pearls and some of the other material in the podcast, it's very high up on the list. Of, wow, that's amazing. Judaism category, yeah. Bringing good news, nations of you guys. We couldn't have done this. It's not because of me. It's nothing to do with me. It's yeah. everyone out there who has gone to iTunes and subscribed gone to their favorite podcast program and subscribed. That information gets relayed back, and that's how you get up higher on the list. And also those who have uh, posted their reviews, that, that really helps. Amazing. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. 
Lift up your eyes round about and see. It kind of reminds me of that other thing that says, go up and look up and look at the circle of the earth. Hmm. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons will come from afar and your daughters will be carried in the arms. Then you will see and be radiant is what it says here. Um, you'll be radiant. Uh, you'll shine and your heart will. F- <laughs> you know what? I love it when they do these kinds of things. The NIV says, NASB says, and your heart will thrill uh, and it will rejoice. Because the abundance of the sea will be turned to you, the wealth of the nations will come to you. Now, we're not going to go each verse, but I do want to stop. Which is what you're doing. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. I, that's because when I start reading. You just can't stop. I can't stop. <laughs> you know? It's really funny. Uh, you, were, you, were, you, were, you, were talk, you opened up the show uh, before, and um, we kind of had the shtick that we did during uh, uh, the original Torah Pearls, where, uh, where you and I would kind of, you know, uh, we had our, our third, the third part of the leg. That would uh, the, of the table. So three had three stools there, and, and, and that and he would read most of the time. And then you and I would have these conversations back now. Now for Prophet Pearls, I've kind of enjoyed um, being able to read. And the reason I, I like being able to read it because you'll say you'll say to me, read it, and I say, oh no, I can't because I'm about to cough or. Blah. But the reason I do like reading it, Nehemiah, is because I'm sitting here and now I have one, two, three, four, five Bibles. Wow. So. So when I'm reading it, I quickly will I glance. And I have Hebrew there. And, and I'll glance over and look at the other one, and I'll think, well, this will be a ball that I'm going to give to Nehemiah. And then you'll say, hold on, wait a minute. What does it say there? <laughs> you like doing that, don't you? <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, that's your shtick, isn't it? You, is you, it my shtick? I think it is. responding. I don't know. I, I think it is. I think it I is. I never thought about it. Anyway, but we're going to give people the... We're going to ask the end of verse 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do that. That's exactly where I'm at right now. Hold on. Oh, I'm actually at 7. Go ahead. Go ahead. 6. A so gold and frankincense they will they will bear they will carry utihilot Yehovah Yivaseru and they will announce the good news there of it is Yehovah's again, glory news, same word wow good news these are the evangel- evangelists uh-huh. proclaiming the the uh, the praise of Yehovah mm-hmm. yeah go on okay now verse seven it says in seven and the part that I wanted to get to if it's it's, it's the second half of the verse I just want to say something mm-hmm. they will go up with acceptance. On my altar, and I shall glorify my glory. glory. Now, what, is, is, are we talking about going up here? Or are we talking about ascending here? It, when he talks about this, they'll, they'll go up on my altar, and I shall glorify my glorious house. Is, is he speaking about, you know, like... Well, he tells you in verse 9 who he's speaking about, okay. so why don't we skip to verse 9? Okay. <laughs> in verse 8, he says, who are these? They fly like a, a cloud, um, like the etc. Yeah. yeah, so now read verse 9 because that's the answer to it. Surely the coastlands will wait for me and the ships of Tarshish will come first to bring your sons from afar, their silver and their gold with them. For the name Yehovah your God and for the Holy One of Israel because he has glorified you. Mm. Wow. Wow, I love that. Um, yeah, by the way, it's, you read there, um, they mm. will, how do you read? They will wait for me. Mm. So in the Hebrew, it's yikavu, which is they will hope. They will hope. From the word tikva. We've had mm. that as our word of the week, mm-hmm. I think. Um, it also is a pun because if you change it from the kal to the, to the, um, to the nifal, it means they will gather. Mm-hmm. It li- so it doesn't mean gather, but it, it looks very similar to the word gather, mm-hmm. and which is one of the themes that's going on here. Mm-hmm. So uh, they will build up. Who now, will? now, what's going on here? Yeah, what's, yeah. what's this talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when it says here to bring your sons from afar, the silver and their gold with them, for the name of Yehovah your God. So speaking of the name, are they speaking of the name, meaning really His name and the place of His name and the and and where? where well, what come? are they? What are they bringing? They're bringing your sons from afar, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. This is a theme that appears a number of times in the Tanakh. Um, especially in Isaiah, mm-hmm. of the nations, the Gentile nations, bringing Israel 
as offerings to Yehovah. Isaiah 66.20, And out of all the nations, said Yehovah, they shall bring all your brothers on horses and chariots and drays. I don't know what drays are. On mules and dromedaries to Jerusalem, my holy mountain, as an offering to Yehovah, just as the Israelites bring an offering in a pure vessel to the house of Yehovah. Yes, yes. So this is talking about, this is actually really interesting. We have this theme of the ingathering of the exiles. And here the ingathering of the exiles isn't just the Israelites saying, the Jews saying, I'm going to get on the plane and make Aliyah to Israel. Mm-hmm. They're actually being brought back to Israel as an offering to Yehovah. Mm. Pretty cool. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And you know what? And we can look at history, and I think we could do a great history lesson right now just from 60 verse 10. Because Isaiah, remember, folks, he's prophesying, as they say all the time, they say from 39 to 66, it's a, the second Isaiah, the Deutero Isaiah. You know, this is what people are talking about that. Um, but it says, foreigners will build up your walls. Isn't it? Isn't it interesting that even today that we can be in Jerusalem and we can actually see where foreigners built up the walls? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, talking about today. I, I'm talking about physically the walls. Well, I've got to have my ministry minute right now. Here we go. I want to invite people to come with me and build the wall with me. Mm. Come with me and stand on the wall. My website's nehemiaswall.com. I want to empower people with information to uh, get back to those ancient Hebrew sources. And so come with me and stand on the wall. Go to nehemiaswall.com. Sign up for the free newsletter and, uh, you know, become part of the support team and get involved so that I can share this with other people mm. and we can get this message out there. And I love this image of the wall because Nehemiah built the wall. And here it's talking about foreigners coming and building the wall for Israel and even kings that are going to serve you. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I love this image. This is an image that appears in in a few passages. It's really interesting. Isaiah 14, 1 to 2. And I think we kind of... We like yep. tiptoed about around this, yep. 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 <laughs> but yep. Yehovah will pardon Jacob and will again choose Israel and will settle them on their own soil and the strangers shall join them and cleave to the house of Jacob. Mm-hmm. No problem. We talked about that before. We kind of skipped verse two because we were, we were waiting for this passage. Mm-hmm. Verse two of Isaiah 14, for people shall take them and bring them to their homeland. Mm-hmm. People shall bring and take them to their homeland and the house of Israel shall possess them oh, as slaves and handmaids in the soil of Yehovah. They, sh- they shall be captors to- of their captors and masters to their taskmasters. And-, and this really poses a question. What's going on here? We've got this image in Isaiah 56, which we'll talk about in a couple weeks. And in other places we've seen, Yehovah is going to gather Israel and others to Israel. And, you know, we'll all be one in Yehovah. There will be no distinction. Those who join themselves to Yehovah will be part of God's people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here we're seeing about the Gentiles will actually have a different status. They're going mm-hmm. to be... You know, servants of Israel. What on earth is this talking about? Isaiah 61, 5 to 6. Um, and I know this is next week, so I'm sorry. No, I got to bring it. Next week. Strangers shall stand in pasture. So we don't have to talk about it next week. Strangers shall stand in pasture <laughs> your flocks. Go ahead. Aliens shall be your plowmen and vine trimmers, while you shall be called priests of Jehovah and termed servants of our God. You shall enjoy the wealth of nations and revel in the riches. And, and, and what is going on here? And there's some other verses for homework. Isaiah 54, uh, sorry, Isaiah 45, 14, 49, 23. I think we talked about 49, 23. We have this, this strange image that it's not that everybody is the same and equal. There is Israel and there's those, those Gentiles, those nations serving Israel. Um, I'm going to bring one more verse, which isn't from the Tanakh. It's from Revelation 3, 9. It says, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and they are not but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, which is clearly referring to this passage in Isaiah, and to know that I have loved thee. Um, so I have a question for people. First of all, how did Jews understand, obviously not Revelation 3.9, but how did Jews understand these different passages? So uh, I'll give one explanation from the Jewish sources. For example, there's a rabbi named the Malbim, and he says, he explains that the Gentiles who joined Israel during the exile, 
They'll be 100% part of Israel. They'll inherit land. They'll be no different than the rest of Israel. The Gentiles who join after the Messiah comes will be subservient to Israel. And I don't know if that's correct. This is one explanation of trying to understand what is going on here, even in Revelation, but certainly in the Tanakh. Revelation seems to me to be referencing back to this passage in Isaiah. Um, and as we'll read on, it, it seems like it's really echoing verse 14 of this section. Um, so what is Revelation talking about, though? Because uh, that, that's over in your book. Um, it's speaking, and I wonder, I'm thinking here out loud, this is me, you know, and I've said in the past, look, this is my drosh. This is me stepping out of the, uh, st- stepping off the reservation. I could be wrong. Pray about it. Work it out for yourself. I'm wondering if what Revelation isn't speaking about those who advocate replacement theology. Mm. They say they're the new Israel. Um, and they're the people who say the prophecies of Isaiah, they apply to the, them. Mm-hmm. But really, they are the synagogue of Satan in the words of Revelation 3.9. Mm-hmm. So instead of being Israel and the Gentile who joined themselves to Israel, they claim to have replaced Israel with a new Torah. Hmm. And maybe, just maybe, this is me off the reservation, maybe that's what Isaiah is talking about too. Meaning these are people who instead of joining themselves, because that's the image that we had in Isaiah 14.2, those who join themselves to the house of Israel, to Jacob, but then there's these other people, and maybe these are the replacement people who end up as subservient to Israel. I don't know. Just That's me off the reservation. I, I better shut up now. For the nation and the <laughs> kingdom which will not serve you will perish, and the nations will be utterly ruined. Mm-hmm. That's what it says about them. The glory of Lebanon will come to you, the juniper, the box tree, and the cypress together. Here's the part that I love. To beautify the place of my sanctuary. Amen. And I shall make the place of my feet glorious. Now, I've got to stop. Yeah. Because, folks, we kind of have an unspoken deal going here. And the unspoken deal is we set us, we set out and said we had a whole bunch of these that we needed to do and we prepared for them. We came here prepared. I mean, it's like a football game. You know, we, we practice, practice, practice. Yeah. We come in, and then it's time. You know, the lights are on. The, the ball is kicked off. And we kind of had a situation where, um, how can I say, how can I say it? We kind of had a situation where it was like, look, we've got to get this done, and, and we really can't do anything else until we get it done. And so, Nehemiah, you know, I'd heard some, I'd heard some comments um, that you'd made um, before I came about how it was going to be very difficult and, Keith's going to, you know, he can't go out and do his little projects and things until he gets his work done. You know, i got to get my work done. And so one of the things that you've done, and I want to say this to folks because this is connected to this, speaking of his uh, his sanctuary, one of the things that I've talked to you about for years, and you've always been very hesitant, and, and I, I, I will confess in front of the people, I've been looking for every way I could to try to get you to consider what I asked you to do. And what I asked Nehemiah to do was to go me, go with me to the place of his sanctuary, the place that he's going to ultimately make a, his feet glorious, and, and that's the Temple Mount. And so this Amen. is a very controversial issue, and you really I thought you did a really phenomenal job of sharing with me what the issues were. So I decided to go to Bubby Dina, and uh, Bubby, Bubby Dina is, is Nehemiah's mother, <laughs> and this is no small thing, because over the last, I would say, this is connected to my friend also, Yehuda Glick, who has been encouraging Jewish people to to, 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 to to go back to the Temple Mount, to make that the place beyond the Western Wall where there is prayer, but actually up to the Temple Mount. And, and, and anyone who knows anything about the Temple Mount knows about the controversy, etc. So I've talked to Nehemi about it, and he's kind of just usually says this to me, good luck with that, good <laughs> luck with that. Well, folks, I'm here to say that it today I've done my homework. I have I've come in here and done everything I could do to see if I could get a break and for a field trip tomorrow morning and the field trip is that Bubby Dina has agreed to go to the Temple Mount and so she said 
Keith, I'll go with you. And, you know, we're talking back and forth and Nehemiah would be out of the room and we'd be talking back and forth, trying to figure out how we could get Nehemiah to agree. And Bubby Dina said, well, Keith, you know, I'll be going. It'll just be the others. But how will we get the wheelchair up? And then we just both looked at Nehemiah. <laughs> and Nehemiah, can you tell the people what you decided to do tomorrow morning? I mean, just by faith. It's before we go. Can I'm not going to let my very... mother go up to Temple Mount by herself and get, you know, attacked by Arabs. No, no, come on. Nehemiah, it's not just that. I mean, we're going to the Temple Mount. I mean, and has your really mother good. ever been to the Temple Mount? So my mother first started coming to Israel. My guess would be just after the Six-Day War. Wow. Probably in Just after they... Oh, I, I think she for her first time coming to Israel, if I'm You're not mistaken, kidding. we'll ask her. But I'm pretty sure it was in 68 or there about mm-hmm. um, that's the earliest photo I've seen of her and my father in Israel and um, she's lived actually in Jerusalem for 25 years mm-hmm. and she's never been to the Temple Mount so this is I in 20 years living in Jerusalem went to the Temple Mount once and and this is this is no small thing and I want to say in humility it's it's no small thing but I, I think what's going to be really amazing to me is to go with you Nehemiah knowing that that was across the place where we first talked uh, about his name being there and his name being there now. And, and there would be some people, certainly there are signs that say, look, it's illegal for, for uh, Jews to... Not illegal, no, but I'm sorry. Forbidden, uh, according forbid- to the rabbis, for them to... Illegal to by the there. spiritual police and, and <laughs> the border, border patrol. It's illegal uh, for them to go. And, and what my friend Yehuda Glick has done, and, I, and, and many people with him, they've really opened up the doors and had conversations, communication, and found common ground with many rabbis who've now changed their position. It went from being that there were a few to a few hundred to the last couple of years, there have been thousands, literally thousands of Jews who have now gone back and ascended to the Temple Mount. And, and they do it in a way that is respectful, that's very clear about where they go and what they don't do and what they will do. But I, I just I just want folks to know that, you know, tomorrow morning, I don't take it as a small thing, Nehemiah, that we're going to go to this place that prophetically, in the end, is ultimately going to be a place of his sanctuary and it shall make the place of his feet glorious. It's not going to be the way it looks now. You know, what is it, 37 acres up there? 37 acres on top of the Temple Mount. And, and it's and it's hard. It's for me. It's hard to actually see the way things are now. And we, Jeremiah talked about that. That people go by and look and say, "Oh my goodness, what's going on?" But actually, I look at it as a as a as a blessing because I believe that we talk about prophet pearls yeah. yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And tomorrow, guess what? It's going to be a place of glory. <laughs> and, and I think the issue with the Temple Mount, just so people understand it, and I know I'll speak for myself. I can't speak for rabbis. But for me, the issue, it's actually really similar to God's holy name. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I shared this before, that there was a time when I knew that it was permissible to speak God's holy name, but I was raised with the idea that you never speak that name. Mm. It's the, it, you know, it, it's, it's frightening. Mm-hmm. And, and so I actually went through this period where I know I'm allowed to do it. I'm actually supposed to do it, but I'm afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, the Temple Mount is that, that way in a sense that, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, can I show you a verse that says it's forbidden to, to go up there? No. Uh, where it's forbidden, what, what might, what would be forbidden would be for me in a state of ritual impurity from having touched, you know, a dead body or a grave to then go to the actual place of the sanctuary. But the Temple Mount's a really big place. Mm-hmm. And the area where the actual temple stood, which is the Holy and the Holy of Holies, that's a very small area that yeah. I'm not going to go there. Yeah, okay. But to actually go to the Temple Mount, which is the outer courtyard, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, I could never have said, yeah, that's forbidden to go there. That, that mm-hmm. was never the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the point was, well, it's scary to go there. Mm-hmm. And, it's and, a real, it's, it's the, you know, and they talk about in, in you'll hear on the news that they'll say this is the third holiest site in Islam. In Judaism, this is the only holy site. There's and in, only one holy site in the Tanakh, and that is the place where Yehovah put his name forever. And in Methodism? 
Uh, it's the it's the holiest piece of real estate in the entire earth, at least for this is Methodist. Oh, absolutely, this okay. <laughs> absolutely. And, and he speaks for the entire Methodist <laughs> church. And I speak for the entire Methodist church, which, by the way, doesn't uh, have anything to do with me. <laughs> I wonder why that is. Uh, look, it says here, and I shall make the place of my feet glorious. The sons of those who afflicted you will come bowing to you, and also despised you. Those who despised you will bow themselves at the soles of your feet. Yep. That's Revelation 3 9. <laughs> and they will call you the city of Jehovah. Wow. The Zion of the Holy One of Israel. I, I mm. Oh, man. That's what's going to happen. There's not going to be any, 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 any doubt about it. Now, I'll, I'll tell you something. I mean, I actually, um, I did a little bit of research. And, you know, they, they have this thing called status quo here. Um, and Netanyahu, um, by now we know whether he's the prime minister or not, or they've had another vote since then, who knows. Yeah, right. But uh, but one of the things that I, I get, get frustrated about is that um, when it's convenient, people throw out that word status quo, keeping the status quo the, the same until you go and you read what the status quo actually was. And the status quo was that there would be honor and respect and, and, and protection for people to have the freedom to worship um, for Jews, Christians. And even Muslims. That's what the original. I mean, I read it. I read the Jordanian treaty with Israel. I read the whole thing, quote word by word. And I was on Israel National Radio one time, and the guy's talking to me about this, blah blah blah. I said, "Well, did you know that? Uh, did you did you know what was actually written?" And he said, "No." And I read it, and he said, "What?" Yeah. In other words, so status quo has yeah. evolved. Yeah. It's evolved now to the point the status quo is you. So the can't status quo has changed, which yeah, means yeah, it's not status quo by yeah, definition. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Anyways, that's a little yeah. sidelight, by the way. Well, status quo, that's what they used to sh- say. Shout and... out to my friend Yehuda Glick, who uh, who, is, who has raised up from uh, from literally, uh, they said he had a 5% chance of, of being wow. alive. Now he's at, he was at 70% when we were t- t- taping this. Hopefully he's a lot better, and by now, hopefully he's back up on the Temple Mount doing what he does. And, and it's encouraging Jewish people around the, in all of Israel and the world uh, to make that place a place that they could take back. Mm-hmm. Not take back to kick somebody out, but as a place that's, that's central to their to their faith. So, Amen. Thank you also, Nehemiah. Hopefully tomorrow morning we'll be talking about a very non-dramatic... Uneventful. (laughs) Or maybe we'll talk about how it didn't happen. Okay. In place of you being abandoned, and hated, and none passing over you, none going through. What was that? The Temple Mount. Mm-hmm. And I will place you... And here we're talking about Jerusalem, about Zion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will place you as... Eternal glory, eternal greatness. Come on with that. Misos do vado, the the rejoicing of generation to generation. Mm. Wow. And it says, you also suck the milk of nations and suck the breast of kings. Then you will know that I, Yehovah, am your, and here comes the word, Savior. Uh-huh. And, and you know what's interesting? And, oh, wow. Which That's what it says. Yeah. Yeah. Of Yaakov, the mighty one of Jacob. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Did we ever do? Yeah. Okay, we did. Um, what did we do? Now, I want to ask you a question. Did we ever ever do the issue of Redeemer? I think we, we did. did. Go El. Yeah, we Gimel did. Al I'm sure yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mighty One of Jacob, which we had actually seen that before. Avil Yaakov. Um, now, could, I don't know, Nehemiah. Maybe 17 could be homework and 18 could be homework. Sure. Um, because it says... Well, no, 18 if, we got to read. No, we got to read 18. Lo yishamach od Hamas No more Hamas. Hamas will no longer be heard in your land. Folks, I want this to be the word of the week. Hamas? Yes. Chet mem samach. It means violence mm-hmm. or corruption. When the, when the world was actually destroyed in the flood, it was because the world was full, full of Hamas. Hamas. Mm-hmm. That is in, I'll tell you the verse. Um, it is in Genesis 6, 11, 6, mm-hmm. 13, 6, uh, 16, 5. We hear about Hamas mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Hamas appears 68 times in the Tanakh. 
and it means violence mm-hmm. and corruption and, and, and perversion. And Hamas will no longer be heard in your land. Shod b'shever b'gvulaich. Can I beat the drum again? Sure. I'll tell you one of the things that really broke my heart was that when Hamas was uh, in the 50-day war, 50-day war they call it now, yeah. that it was and this 2014, is the 50th episode. In the 50th episode we're dealing with, in the 50th episode. This is the Jubilee episode. No, that's next week. Oh. Yeah. No, so that's 61. So, okay. Oh, yeah. No, this is no, no. no. Are we this is be the 50th episode. That's the 51st episode. Oh, okay. All right, 51st. Okay, this so anyway, let me just say this. The thing that probably was the... Probably was the uh, well, let me just say why I said 61 was the Jubilee, because it says... He's talking about their claiming freedom in the, the Jubilee. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, Hamas. Um, one of the things that was that was probably one of the h- hardest thing during that whole time that the fifty day fifty day war came is that they began to expand more and more and more and more inch by inch by inch by inch in terms of what their what their agenda was, and you kept seeing started seeing more and more images of the green Hamas flag up on the Temple Mount, mm. and they actually went into the police department, the the police um, offices on the Temple Mount, and they trashed it. Took the took the Israeli flag down, went in and took things out and threw them around the Temple Mount. It was just it was absolutely out of control to see the violence, but it was a picture of just what their name was. They were walking in their name. They were walking in violence, and you know. And so this is what I don't yeah. understand about yeah. this whole deal where you yeah. can have a government that we're supposed to they're, they're negotiate with a government who then says we're in covenant with a terrorist organization named Hamas, and somehow Israel's supposed to like. How do you even have conversation with Hamas? How do you even have... You well, your president in the United States is, is negotiating with the, the greatest terrorist entity in the world, the, the Iranian revolutionary government. Are you not a United States citizen? I am. So it's also your president. That's a different discussion. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, um, I mean, I don't understand this. So let, let, let's just step back for a minute. You're a Palestinian, and you want to set up an organization to, to represent your people, and you know Hebrew because it, allegedly you've been under Israeli occupation for all these years, and you decide, I'm going to call my organization Hamas, which I know in Hebrew means violence. Are you telling me that's by accident? Of course not. Of course it's not by accident. They knew exactly what it meant mm-hmm. when they called it Hamas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. He says, yeah. And you will call your walls Yeshua. And your gates, Tehillah, Yeshua, mm. we had that salvation too. and Tehillah, praise, praise. So the gates will be called praise, and the walls will be called salvation. No Yeshua. longer you will have the sun by the light, for light by day, nor the brightness will the moon give you it light, give you light. But you will have, and this is got to be one of the most amazing verses. Yeah, this has got to be one of. Let me slow down. Let me slow down. Check me. Check me on this, Nehemiah. Yeah. It says, no longer shall you need the sun for light by day. That's the JPS. Yeah. No longer will you have the sun for light by day. That's the NASB. Nor, it says, will, will, um, for the Lord, uh, it says nor, uh, nor the shining of the moon for radiance by night. Back to the NASB. Same thing. Nor for the brightness uh, will the moon give you the light. But you will have Yehovah for an everlasting light and your God for your glory. This feels to me like the little images I used to get long, long time ago about heaven. Hmm. That there was no darkness in heaven. Hmm. That heaven would be like light all the time. And it's literally saying, he's saying, you don't need the sun. You don't need the moon. You got me. I mean, it's like his presence is just everlasting light. Oh, man. Whoa. That's pretty amazing. I love that verse. Okay. Your sun will no longer set 
nor will your moon wane. Now it refers back to again. We only got a couple more verses. For you will have Yehovah for an everlasting light. It says it again. And it says, V'shalmu lech. Uh. And the days of your mourning will be complete. And somebody needs to get past the days of mourning. And I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. When he comes in as a light, isn't it interesting how mourning just can't stay there? It's like he, his, his presence is, his presence is going to make it so that there's not going to be any, it's just not going to happen. Okay, folks, there's only two more verses, really. Can I read the last two verses? Please. Because there's, there's, this one here is going to, I don't know if you want to say something about it or not. I do. All go. right. Then all your people will be righteous. They will possess the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. Can you say something about that word you branch? You can't say the netzer? That's the word netzer. Oh, boy, the netzer. Yeah. Well, tell people why that's significant for those who don't know. <laughs> It's significant because it sounds like um, uh, it's well Isaiah eleven it, it, it's, one it's, it's, it, speaks about the Messiah. Yeah, it says Isaiah. a netzer will come out of the branch of Jesse. Yeah, and of course you know Avi give the connection from Jesse. Well, so the well Jesse is the son of is the father of David. Yeah, so this is the the Davidic Messiah described as a netzer which will come out of David. Yeah. And I guess in the New Testament, not I guess, this is in the New Testament understood as referring to Yeshua as the Netzer, mm-hmm. and that's connected to him being from Nazareth, which mm-hmm. is Natsevet. Mm-hmm. It's a connection there in Notsri. Um, yeah, but here definitely the Netzer is, or it seems like, is is this Messiah, is you know, the work of Yehovah's hands mm-hmm. um, to be glorified. And all, I love this, all your people will be righteous. They will forever inherit the earth, is the word. Ah, it's Come the on. land, the earth. Come and, on. and actually, the, you talked about heaven, but in the Tanakh, the ideal of eternal life. Is here on earth. Exactly. It's eternal life exactly. living here on earth. Exactly. And that's the part that I said. I had this image about yeah. heaven. It says, but it always seemed that there was light. And then it says, he will be the light. There won't be any darkness. Isn't sun. there a song about heaven is a place on earth? Na, 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 na. You know what I'm talking about? Did they sing that in the synagogue, Nakanya? No, this is from <laughs> the radio. You know, from the 70s or 80s. I have no idea. You have no clue what I'm talking no, about. No, 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 no. But uh, the net's there. The netzer, the work of my hands, that yeah. I may be glorified. And Post I think on Nehemiah'swall.com, the name of that song. No, here's what is interesting about this, Nehemiah. He says, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands. Yeah. And I think this is interesting. So let's let's go with the let's yeah. let's go with um, our traditional understanding of the netzer, the branch. Y- your traditional understanding, or uh, no, even even the Jewish one that is referring to a Messiah. Absolutely, branch I said ours, a common okay. ground. Yeah, but in all of that, that I may gl- may be glorified, so Amen. that that the, that the Messiah, Mashiach. Um, that would come. It's, 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 still, it's all father. about his father. Yeah, all about Yehovah being glorified, the, the ultimate. Hallelujah. So the smallest one will become a clan and the least one a mighty nation. I, Yehovah, will hasten it in its time. And let me tell you something. There's a hastening <laughs> going on right now, folks. There? There's a hastening going on. I am excited. I really am excited. I'm, I, I really want you to do me a favor, if you would. If you would do me a favor, folks. Um, we are right now, I think the date of this is happening. It is happening right now. On September 5th. This is read in the synagogues around the world. On yeah, September on September 5th, 5th, 2015. We are so close. More than likely, we're probably by just about the end of this beginning um, Hebrew course, which has been made available from Shavuot this year until um, until just about the end of the cycle, the end of uh, Prophet Pearls. And what we've asked people to do is to go, to sign up, to be a part of it, to go through the beginning Hebrew course and get as many people as possible in the premium content library that can go through it and make comments so that when we do start the end of the end of this year, whatever it is that comes for the next cycle, 
whether that's the repeat of prophet pearls or Torah pearls or whatever it is that's going on then, that, that basically we would have that beginning course made available to the world and you will help us do that. And what I love about the BFA is that really, um, and I, I always say something kind of, it's kind of, kind of radical. <laughs> so, you so, you know, you're something no, radical. No, this is a little radical. It, it, is, is, is the whole point of this whole deal, this whole BFA thing, making, making it a foundation for your faith is that you would get to the point where you'd say, you know what, I don't need that anymore. I've, I've got the access to all the information. I'm going to climb up on the wall with Nehemiah. I'm going to get up on the wall with Nehemiah. I'm ready to move to step two. No, but that basically people would it. be able to say, look, as soon, and by the way, as soon as we get that double schnitzel, <laughs> oh, we're gonna be, we get, you can go, you can go see, spend all your time with Nehemiah. Just make sure you give me that double schnitzel. Well, let me just say this. <laughs> In all seriousness, is that what I love about what we're doing this summer is that is that we're really helping people so that the information is already on the site you would have the ability to kind of take it apart. And that's what I really love. I love what we've done for production, the things that are in our hands right now, that hopefully, can I just say this, that hopefully because enough of you have responded, and we're taping this in March, which means we need a whole lot of people to respond between now and this fall, that we'll be putting something together that will really be connected to this section that we just talked about, getting a chance for people to understand what's really going on, not only on the Temple Mount, but regarding uh, the past, the present, and the future, and Yehovah's name and how that fits in with the geographical biblical information. So BFAinternational.com, thank you so much. I'm Ministry Nehemiaswall.com, a Core Hebrew Foundation. This week I'm gonna go for the big push. And the big push is right now, as this is being broadcast, it's September fifth, and I am uh, in the process of making a really big decision. As this is pre recorded, this is this is just something that's been tossed around but the big decision is going to be made in September. And so the big push I'm asking for is for prayer. What? I need prayer. Wait a minute. I need you to, wherever you are, stop what you're doing, click pause, and pray for me and my ministry to decide how we're going to go forward. If we're going to tackle this next issue or if we're going to just you know play it safe <laughs> and do something else. Um, so really, I ask you to be with me, to stand with me in prayer. Amen. That's my request this week. Well, folks, I'm going to get a chance to be the one uh, to pray, but uh, I really do want you to open you know, open your Bibles, go through it. And you know, you guys are becoming pros. You guys are prophet pro, pro, pros. You know what we do, how we do it. I think it's been an amazing experience. We only have a few more left, but uh, let's let's go out strong. You know, let's have people Amen. commenting. Let's have them, you know, giving us their opinion. You know, those of you that have gone through the biblical Hebrew course, you already can go through and look at some of the stuff that's been said and done, and maybe bring some other revelation about that that's based on the biblical information. So, I want to pray if that's okay, and we'll, we'll we will move on. Pray Father, away. thank you so much for the good news that we do here about what's going to happen in the end. We win <laughs> because we're going to be under your authority, and there's not going to be any question politics and presidents and prime ministers. It's all going to be about you. You will be king who reigns forever. Thank you that your your Messiah, your Mashiach, uh, that will be reigning. There won't be an issue of uh, coups or or, 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 or any, any kind of confusion. It, it will be your chosen one. It will be the one that you select. And I just thank you so much for, for what we've learned already and the way that we've been able to interact, interact with your word and language, history, and context. And whether we're reading the New Testament or whether we're reading the Tanakh, we can look and ask the question, does it fit? And if it fits, boy, we need to run with it. We need to be able to understand it and live it and live it out and be a light to the nation. So I give you praise and glory for this opportunity and for the fun that this has been to be able to uh, open your word and to just interact with it. Help us these next last few that we just really are able to lift it up and let it be a light to the nations. In your holy name, Nehemiah and I said together, Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Prophet Pearls with Nehemia Gordon and Keith Johnson. 
For more information, please visit Nehemiahswall.com and BFAInternational.com. International.com.